Hello and welcome to Mike's Isla Podcast, episode 162, for the 24th of February 2018. Well, hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, Carrying on with the uh, version 2.2.1 of Audacity. Have any feedback either way about uh, whether they perceived quality? Uh, what well, I noticed one difference: so it changes the workflow, but it doesn't start a new uh, a, a new I don't know what you call it track, I guess audio track each time it pauses. So that uh, saves me having to put them all back together at the end, but doesn't allow me to uh, add some of the uh, bumper bits in between. Not sure whether the uh, missing breaks are. Uh, of value, of interest, whether they help people listening uh, understand the different parts of the uh, of the podcast. Any feedback on that? Most welcome. And one thing I don't think has been mentioned in the group as I go through it, quick look through the titles, uh, is the latest newsletter has been emailed out to members by the directors and uh, gives uh, details of the upgrades, uh, a survey about different 3D filaments, and other bits of news and an opportunity uh, for members to get involved in doing some of the upgrades that are discussed. So if you haven't received that, uh, get in touch with the directors. If you're still a, expect to be a valid paid up member, receiving the newsletter is one way that they confirm that your address is on there in the uh, membership list correctly. The uh, 3D printer that has described as the old RepRap 3D printer, was collected by Alex, and he's uh, going to check it out, and then it'll be made available, uh, I guess, if another Hackspace is interested in it. And Toby updates us on the on the uh, Boxford Mill and the project to replace the control system with one that was going to be, uh, well, work better in, on the one hand, but also be more supportable uh, by people in the space. So, reports after a very long and tiring Saturday, the electronics on the Boxford have been publicly switched out. We got as far as test cuts, completing a basic engraving you can find currently on top of the machine. Things left to do, complete the panels, replace the draft wiring with something more suitable, put a suitable PC in place, sort out the coolant, test paths and offsets. And there's a a photo of the electronics in place looks very smart and what should be a video i think um of of the uh, milling in action uh, that doesn't play in my browser for some reason to look at it in another machine and tony says looks like a quality initial example output and much faster than before so i concur with him and saying well done both under a thread title hacky racers uh, keegan says, I'm helping organise the inaugural race of the UK's answer to Power Wheels Racing Series in the US. And he posted about this a while back. Um, for more info, if you like the idea of building a small, daft electric go-kart and racing against like-minded people, then get involved. It's for a series of small, cheap, under £500 uh, electric race cars. And you can find more about that at hackyracers.co.uk. And it is formerly part of the US Power Racing Series. And in the uh, What Does Our Lab Do For Me section on the group, um, I get queries associated around actual making things, but also about uh, other bits and pieces. And in this case, it was about uh, Windows 7 not installing updates. Uh, Tim posts a picture of a 
of a screen saying restart to install updates, but finds they don't get installed. A number of suggestions are put there and a link to a couple of places uh, that take you through. Most likely the cause is that earlier updates need to be done uh, sort of effectively one by one um, to get the system with a new update update and that will then carry on at the install. But there was also mention about needing a good amount of disk space if you're using .NET over one gig for those updates to succeed. Although that might be a temporary installation, it needs it. If it doesn't have disk space, then they fail. So that's a, a helpful thing. And if other people are used, still using Windows 7, they might be interested in doing that. I know a lot of people are still using it and are very reluctant to move to 8 or even 10. Um, for various reasons they're quite happy with 7 and it does have support life i think to 20 is it 2020 or 2022 but uh yeah so that's an interesting one if you might have similar problems and not know that updates are actually not being installed and what techniques is another thing um that uh, it, our lab forums are great for asking questions and sam says i want to get some advice on making bow tie joints and actually a bow tie joint uh we were at the uh, repair cafe uh, last Sunday and there were a couple of bits of furniture came along um, and my suggestion was that uh, they should bring, well, either talk to the silvers workshop and see if, if they can do something in the meantime, but that the repair cafe is at our lab next uh, month and uh, for March and that that might be an opportunity uh, for doing such things as gluing with the, with the appropriate clamps that were needed for one piece and also doing it by some stapling with the air stapler um, for one of the others. Um, but one of them, and the third piece had a broken slat in, in a chair, and it was a question of how you would get it in without dismantling the whole of the uh, seat. And uh, maybe a bow tie joint might be the right one. And uh, so a couple of suggestions come in, and one is about making a jig using the laser cutter, perhaps, and then clamping one side. But also Luke mentions here that uh, there's a pantograph available for the router. So it lets you trace a path and could be quite good at doing butterflies. So yeah, a couple of suggestions there. And if you're looking at the woodworking side of things, um, these ones are perhaps what we get the wiki back. We'll go into uh, curation on, on the wiki side of things. I'm not sure what the current state of that is. And Richard uh, posts up about choosing a PC for the Oxford Mill. And given that it's going to be down in the workshop environment, most likely, um, and maybe not a uh, question about cabinet and about fans, etc., about the amount of dust, and what machine to buy uh, at a reasonable price. So under PC for CNC tools, Richard asks about both the Shapoko and the Oxford Mill. Um, both machines use the smoothie control board internally control, which affects over USB. Um, Gavin mentions that some of the updates to Windows 10 have caused problems with his USB. And it's funny that because I was having problems with my USB for Arduino on, uh, on my Windows 10 machine. I had to go over to using a Linux box, which works fine. And of course, Stuart would say, well, why bother with the Windows 10? But... Uh, I have that, and uh, it, for certain applications, I still need it. Um, uh, I think I, I could look at using Wine, and it seems that Wine is a, a good solution for people who want to run Windows applications. Uh, something I visited many years ago, 
um, but it was a, a very early wine release and it sounds as though it's improved considerably uh, since that time, since I last looked at it. Um, so I think part of the choice for this one is that it will be a Windows machine. There's also a possibility, could a Windows 10 tablet be used? Um, Yoshi uh, comes and says he, who does a, quite a lot of work in, a, in harsh environments, uh, particularly the marine side where he, he uh, builds very, uh, boats for surveillance, uh, radio-controlled boats for surveillance and things, um, rather than toys and monitoring. Uh, he puts a link to a Panasonic Toughbook. Uh, so that looks interesting. So that might be of interest to others who are looking at uh, choices for industrial computers, including some of the projects that there are now about. So that's, again, a very useful thread, PC for CNC tools. And a request coming in from a fellow Hackspace Oxhack. I've been trying to get some laser cutting done, but of course their laser cutter, as we mentioned I think last week, uh, was out of ac- is out of action for a time. So asking for help to get a job done. And Tony replies saying, you could come along on a Wednesday and we'll try and help depending on the job. Need to know a bit of, uh, about it really. Or sign up for uh, a month or so at uh, the Hackspace and... Uh, take advantage of the laser cutter at your leisure uh, as a normal member. And in um, maintenance news about the space, uh, Keegan posts a picture of some stuff stuck down the side, uh, which is also a fire escape, and it highlighted the uh, missing, this is not a, this is a fire escape, do not block uh, uh, notice that we've talked about for a while, which I happen to mention us totally separately to, uh, to Tony, and that's now been produced and Put in place, he was producing various fire escape signs with the vinyl cutter and his uh, skills at uh, making signs. Um, but it took a bit of work and it was just one of many tasks on his list. It's been, I so, don't know what they were, it looked like a new bed and uh, an inflatable raft with some things. So we don't know where they came from. All that's a mystery, but it's all been sorted. And Tony posted a picture of the uh, new layout for the kitchen sketched on the wall. And Steve was clearing out the cupboard during the week with a big relay board which I'd stored in there looking for a time to start a project, which had been there for some time, I have to say myself. And another from the uh, advice uh, for other members and confusion, uh, Gary uh, Gavin talks about pops condensation, um, finding a lot of water, thinking it might be a leak, tracked it down to condensation forming on the on his water softener uh, where the uh, cold water comes in and uh, looks about was wondering about insulation and how it works to stop condensation as he thought logically it may actually make it worse by making the temperature differential different so a couple of explanations about the way that uh, a gradient of cold to warm temperature um, is changed when insulation is introduced and then questions about why the air is so damp and about looking at dehumidifiers and a bit of discussion about the different types the passive types of dehumidifiers using uh, crystals and those that uh, are active using effectively a, a refrigerator reversed um, to to chill uh, the to chill the condensation and bring it out of the air into a, a drip tray and then there's some discussion, I believe, uh, Gavin, is quite a, a, a Victorian type of property, may have single skin walls, and uh, some discussion about this is a part of the problem about having airtight houses, 
when you have moisture ingress uh, can be a problem with different types of houses. So that's an interesting, uh, an interesting thread there. And I think indicates how valuable various uh, reports and information are for people who are very knowledgeable in many ways, uh, coming new to or fresh to a, a new topic uh, such as house ownership. And on Thursday, there was another RADARC meeting, the Reading and District Amateur Radio Group, and their talk was about height matters. During a recent shack tidy, Mike encountered some old QSL cards from his student days. So QSL were the uh, exchange of, of information cards that used to be sent when people heard a transmission, uh, often abroad. Uh, they would uh, make a note of the... Uh, address or the call sign of the sender, look it up in a data and, and send a, a QSL card saying that they'd heard it, maybe in a very far away country. So he was doing a talk about that and about how he his surprise about um, how far people were able to uh, get signals received and the techniques that were quite simple at the time with radio to be able to do that. In this case on VHF and UHF signals, uh, famously, of course, was known for shortwave uh, radio. So that was on Thursday. I was at a workshop on uh, using the Intel uh, neural chip uh, to do image analysis, recognizing what type of images, using uh, both TensorFlow and YOLA, which YOLA was one that was suggested to me by Stuart and has actually included in the Movidius uh, workshop uh, notes. So that was part of the open source hardware user group. And if you look, want to look up information about that, then that was very good, very good full day workshop. Um, so I didn't get along to the Red Ark meeting, but that sounds like that was interesting. And uh, what else was there? Oh, yeah, PHP Barks met on Wednesday at the Austin Fraser offices in Thames Tower, opposite Reading Station. That was a very good uh, evening. One of the speakers, uh, one of the two speakers didn't turn up, but instead they took advantage to uh, solicit ideas for future talks. So if you're interested in doing a talk, because PHP works isn't just about PHP. And in fact, this week it was about uh, HTTP2 and its uh, opportunities and whether you need it and how you might uh, migrate from HTTP 1.1 to HTTP2 and uh, some of the requirements such as it needing HTTPS or only supports HTTPS, uh, which is a, a, a topic um, very pertinent at the moment with Google starting to only support HTTPS later in the spring here uh, on downmarking and warning people on sites that are not. Uh, the rollout of Let's Encrypt, I don't know if it's out of beta yet, but Let's Encrypt allows you to uh, get free certificates. Doesn't mean uh, the security, because it doesn't have validation of the uh, of the site, it just uh, allows encryption. Uh, so it's uh, secure in that sort of way. <laughs> and uh, Richard posts a, a link to an IKEA play kitchen called a Ducktig. Ducktig T D U K T I G. Nine pounds. Batteries sold separately. Can't can't see the size, but I guess it's small. And he said he thought at first it might be a compact solution for the kitchen upgrade, uh, but then thought it would be fun to make a child's hack space. 
for a model build something similar. In other words, a small model of, of the hack space, perhaps that's what he's thinking of. Anyone who's interested to have ideas, making features, stretching yet safe for this age three to seven and be gender neutral. So uh, nobody's uh, replied on that. So if you've got ideas, check out the uh, Charles Hack Space thread. So more info on the uh, laser room upgrade. Uh, Tony thanking Lee, Robert, Steve and Nikki helping clear the offcut pile, which took nearly three hours, he says. Uh, so bear that in mind when you are uh, um, chucking your laser offcuts, uh, assuming someone else will deal with it. So sorting and also tidying up if they were good one or clearing off bits so that the bits left are usable rather than just waste. And uh, it also uh, prompted Hugh to say he might have left some tools that were there when the Shapoko was there. And one of the big things is just a reminder to everybody, if you're leaving tools in, in the space for somebody else to help, whatever, great idea to label them up with your name and telephone number, uh, just so that if people need to get them shifted or move them somewhere else, they can let you know. And Eric asks about uh, lathe induction information. Is it on the wiki? Well, the wiki mentioned was uh, still out of action, and it is. So uh, when it moves to the new web host, it should be restored. Oh, yes. And so this morning, there was a discussion about actually doing the induction. Derek was doing those. So that should be going on this very time. And Derek's also been evaluating the two di the different lathes and the scroll saw and has uh, summarized the benefits and advantages of one over the other. He also posts some videos of uh, some of the tests he did and puts a, a note that the headstock handwheel on the coronet seems to want to free itself and puts a, a video of, of that. So if people are using the coronet lathe, that's something worth watching out for. His suggestion uh, if for a new lathe would be looking for stability on a significant rotated head with appropriate speeds and a bed length that is greater than the current maximum of 33 degree or uh, 33 inches oh apparently there should be some lock tight on the hand wheel so that's uh, something that's going to be done by toby and the record lathe is still on loan so yeah might be if you're interested in in the lathe wood lathe work then have a look at those videos and an update on the old smart whiteboard. It looks as though it will be going to Basing Stoke, so, but there were other offers as well. And so the uh, whiteboard probably has now left the space. And a new member, Greg, pops into the heat gun and heat shrink suggestion, saying, I'm a bit late, but I'm too new to the group. So uh, welcome, uh, Greg. Um, so the main thing I've noticed is the quality of the uh, heat shrink tubing has a big effect on the outcome. So the amount of shrinkage may be less. And I think that's it. I think different uh, tubing has different uh, shrinkage characteristics, but they're not necessarily defined in any specification. And in the clearing out process, various things are being found. There's one with a, a door lock and a, an alarm of some sort of demonstration project. They think it might be Barnaby's, but uh, if not, uh, Jeremy's going to, to take it. So... Um, if you've uh, got a, a demonstration door lock and control that a project of yours, um, either claim it back from uh, Jeremy or uh, post it up in the Whose Thing Is This thread. And lastly, a uh, discussion about the 3D printer charges and stock. And I said in the newsletter there was a survey as to what uh, filaments people would like to see stocked. Uh, basically, whether there's basic filaments in co few colours or lots of colours, and whether there are any specialised filaments such as carbon, uh, brick, 
uh, wood, etc., should should be stocked. And my suggestion on that actually was that um, if people have a, a stock of filaments themselves that would be suitable for the Ultimaker uh, and were prepared to give people a meter or two meters, then that could uh, it could be there could be a directory for that. I should post that up in this thread as well. Um, Tony has posted a sheet up in the space with the proposed charging structure, basically price per gram of material used, he says, because about a lot of the time the uh, filaments are charged uh, by the kilo. Um, but also this will include the, oh, but he puts a, a picture, a PDF of the uh, said printed out structure. Uh, Richard thinks it's uh, fair, but also asks about what happens if we bring your own filament, uh, will, what will be the charge? Also about uh, a way that people can print things for use in the space but there's a record of what is used so that uh, all of filament used is accounted for. So that's uh, the end of this week's uh, Google Groups. Um, also, on a, I'm going to post over on the uh, TV uh, RepRap user group uh, an article I saw printed in the Industrial News um, magazine about Richard Grant. Now, Richard is a, is a member uh, at the space, has, also has his own workshop, in Maidenhead and does lots of uh, work for the film industry. He's just finished creating a, a, a printer that will do a half meter square or cube uh, print uh, using Igus, who um, gave, gave a demonstration of uh, their filaments used for producing bearings. And uh, some time ago at the space, he's kept in touch with them since then. I think I've probably two years and been building uh, this printer and the article gives quite a lot of detail about it. I'll see if I can find a version online rather than this printed version. Um, but yeah, great article about Richard and uh, great great to see him mentioned and his hard work um, paying off with good publicity for him as well and his uh, film prop business side of things. So on that uh, good news note, I shall finish the podcast and say Mike the Bee is signing off. <laughs>